Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. Uh, guys, yeah. I got to tell you, before the Giants were good, when I was a kid, I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Like a lot of people, if they rooted for an out-of-market team, either chose the Cowboys or the Steelers. And the Cowboys were the glamour team and this and that, and Pittsburgh was like the hard-nosed, blue-collar team. Like if you really love football, you were supposed to be a Steelers fan. And before I even knew what was going on, like, you know, football's easy enough to understand, like one team's going this way. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought, yay, Steelers, right? <laughs> so watching Roethlisberger win that game by the skin of their teeth I was psyched about it. Like, you can't really choose who you root for. It just sort of happens, right? And I was psyched about it. The only thing that couldn't happen is that game last night ends in a tie, right? <laughs> and Pittsburgh it almost knocked them out of the playoffs. But the Raiders' win means the Steelers are in. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Here's Ben Roethlisberger in the post-game presser on whether or not he thought about that that could be his final game. It was crazy because my dad actually texted me last night, uh, yeah, last night, and asked how I was doing. I said, fine. It it didn't feel, for whatever reason, it didn't feel like, okay, this is it. Uh, I think last week was so much more emotional. It took it all out, and it just made me feel like, let's go play. Um, So so it never, at no point during this game did I think, man, this is, this is it. It's almost over. It just, it just didn't feel like that, and uh, I'm glad I didn't have those feelings. Yeah, I mean, he has a chance now. I'm just saying, not only going to the playoffs, in an unlikely season for it to happen, right? But they're going to a place where if they lose, no one's going to be like, oh, man, they really let everybody down. Like, they won by getting to the playoffs, yeah. That means they should be playing faster and looser than the Chiefs, who have a lot on the line at home against an inferior opponent. Well, you know, you, you say that, Max, right? If they lost the game, people are like, oh, okay, cool. Right? Everybody be like, oh, they made right. it. I mean, that's, what did you expect Tomlin to do? But the problem is, is that's not where it ends for them. It ends for them trying to get to the Super Bowl. Even though... They may be the underdogs. They may be undermanned in certain situations. That's not the way we process things. We're processing as we're trying to get to the divisional round. We don't give a damn if Kansas City got Patrick Mahomes and in 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 Joe Montana and Marcus Allen and Tony Gonzalez and everybody else. And they do, by the way. All but the guys you we, mentioned are on the Chiefs. I think we still have our sights set on going to Los Angeles and playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and especially Tomlin and Roethlisberger, which is why they are able to never have a losing season. All, all, all it takes, Jay, is a twisted finger here, a chip toe there, a backache here. You know, that's all it takes. A whistle there. Half the battle is just being there. And we in a we tough that. environment right now, too. So you just got to be careful with some of that protocol stuff. So you just can't, you know. You just can't walk in and think, oh, we don't have a chance. It just feels like if the game is able to be a little bit messy, like in those trenches, that's where you kind of believe in Tomlin and Roethlisberger, right? Like obviously talent-wise, you're sitting there looking at KC saying, okay, talent, we get it. But if the game happens to be in the trenches and there's some kind of dogfight, just I, I would never expect Tomlin and those guys to roll around and just lay on their back and let the fight be over. You know, 
another guy I think who deserves to be mentioned on this team because he was a tipping point. When Roethlisberger got hurt a couple years back and they still went 8-8, eight and eight, remember they made that deal for Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, it was a great deal. Who was a guy who Nick Saban said, I believe he said he was the best dude he ever coached at the position. They tried right? to screw him up in Miami. And, and Pittsburgh got him, guys. Minka Fitzpatrick was the tipping point on a defense that makes them, he seems to always be in the right place at the right time. And the reason they beat the Ravens, I'm telling you, go back to that, to that sideline catch. He got his toes in by Hollywood Brown, and Minka f- knocks the ball loose. I mean, that, I could see, uh, when you say an ugly game, Jay, I could see Minka Fitzpatrick making a play that forces a turnover at the right time, right? Like that kind of game. Yeah, he yeah, look, he he could play corner, he could play safety. They brought him in there to be an impact player like he was at Alabama. Like I said, the Miami Dolphins was trying to screw him up. In fact, Miami Dolphins were rotating him and had him out of position. And he was like, dude, y'all gotta get me out of here. <laughs> you know, and, and he recognized that and saw that and it has helped its football team. Now look, all it takes is a TJ Watt to come around the corner, yep. sack, fumble, pick up, scoop, and score. All it takes is for T.J. Watt to come around the corner and, and, and bat the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and into his teammates. All it takes is them to hit a quick strike because uh, Chase Claypool made somebody fall down that was peaking. And now all of a sudden you look up and we're up by 10 and their backs are against the wall and they're real tight now. Imagine, imagine if they go to Arrowhead and get a W there. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying what could occur. I've seen it happen. I watched the Raiders. I mean, I watched the Baltimore Ravens go on a run and, and win three straight games and go to the Super Bowl and win. Three straight games on a road and go to the Super Bowl and win. The only thing is – KC's favorite minus 12 and a half. Yeah. Favorite by 12 and a half points. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a big fit. It's a big home fit. But the thing about Roethlisberger is while he – and he made some clutch throws even yesterday, but, you know, when you talk about the Baltimore Ravens, they had a big, strong-armed, young quarterback, you know? This no, I'm not even talking about then. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the first championship that they went. Not with the, the one, greatest defense. With, uh, no, but I, I've but ever it's, seen. It's just going on the road and doing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It. That's I, all. I, I just wonder if Roethlisberger has those plays in him. Who, who? Someone mentioned on this show. It's not just winning that one game in the playoffs. It's can you do that three, four times in a row? With oh, it was um, Kurt Warner. Can you do it three or four times, stack three or four performances in huge moments, in clutch situations, against the best teams? And we know Roethlisberger could do it in the past because we saw him do it. But given where he is right now in his career, ooh, that's a whole lot to ask. Yeah, it is, but the, their defense just needs to be spectacular. Like he said, T.J. Watt, those guys coming off the edge, like that's, that's a major part of the game plan in order for the Steelers to win is if their defense could be next level, and then you think Ben can keep them in games. I mean, there have been some games where he's kept them in the game offensively when the defense hasn't stepped up. So he has that kind of play in him, just needs to be the perfect moment. Yeah, there's a few things that he can do that can keep him in it. And you don't have to have this historical quarterback. I I don't – first of all, I don't know why people think that when you get into the playoffs that the quarterback has to be – 26 of 32 for 400 yards and three touchdowns for you to win. You don't have to do that. All you got to do is play your game. Najee Harris running the football, Big Ben screens, dinking and dunking, hitting the guys he's supposed to, and the defense playing solid enough 
to keep you in it. What else is impressive about it? Because this is the this will close the curtain, the steel curtain on this era of Pittsburgh football. What else is interesting to me about it is Mike Tomlin. As much as Bill Belichick gets credit, it's a different team every time out there. They just Mike Tomlin through the Roethlisberger era. They have won with a good offensive line and a shaky defense, with a real good defense and and a good offensive line, with a bad offensive line and a good. De- they they have won playing five receivers and 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 going matching up. They've won so many different ways. And if you look at Roethlisberger. Guys, he reinvented himself. You just said it as a dink and dunk guy last yeah, year. Yeah, that's not good enough. That's why Mike Tomlin should go coach in college. At, at USC? You guys are good, though, now. It's not good enough, man. He should go take a college job because he's not getting it done in the NFL. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Mike Tomlin's going to the Hall of Fame, and he's still great. <laughs> yeah. But my point is, like, Roethlisberger, too, has reinvented himself yes. from a big, strong-arm guy taking shots and moving around to a little dink and dunk guy, but has had success. Look, he won double-digit games last year. He's in the playoffs Look, this year man, as a dink and dunk guy. Beginning of the season, we was like, wow, oh, okay. Then as the season wore on, the middle of the season, we are like, damn, man, I wonder what it's going to be like with the flowers in the rocking chair when they send him off. And then you get a couple more games going. You're like, oh, damn, they get ready to make the playoffs. And then they go out there and they make the playoffs now. So (laughs) imagine those couple games, man. You look up and they'll be fighting for the AFC Championship game. Think about the last two years. I mean, this team, it's so, so funny because we're so in this moment now. This team was undefeated last year. Like 10 or 11 games, 11 games in. Going down the stretch. Well, Remember the conversations we were having about that? They had a bad, they had an easy schedule the first 10 games. Whatever you I, want I to say, yeah. I don't care yeah. about schedule or not. To go undefeated in the National Football League speaks volumes regardless of whether it's an easy schedule or not. So, I mean, just the, when you look at it in an entirety, you're sitting there saying, yeah, the reinvention by Ben, but like, damn, it's not like they've been horrific. Tomlin, when you think about what he's done, <laughs> not all franchises, even legacy franchises like the Steelers, Ha, like they can lose that aura over time, and as a Yankees fan, Jay, you and I both know, like the Yankees, they had a renaissance in the '70s. They got good again, but they were just like any other big market team. Sometimes they were good, some, and then in the '90s with Joe Torre and Derek Jeter, Boom. they it, they're back to being the Yankees from the old days. Mike Tomlin with Roethlisberger has brought the Steelers back. They're not just another team that's usually pretty good. They're a special kind of team. And, and you just got to give it to him, man. Lewis Riddick joins us now of Monday Night Football fame. I mean, famous for other reasons too, but you work Monday Night Football, it's a pretty big deal. Lewis, what do you think of, first of all, good morning. Good morning. What do you think of the Steelers getting back to the playoffs? Well, I, I think it, it's it's two different stories, right? I mean, first, the fact that they got there, given what their shortcomings were this year, and we all know what they are. We all know that they're hamstrung on the offensive line. They couldn't run the ball, capture the line of scrimmage. Wide receiver play was inconsistent. And you have a quarterback who can only summon up those heroic performances now and then. He can't do it consistently. You can't expect him to do it consistently right now, given where he's at physically. Defensively, a bunch of injuries on the defensive line. Really inconsistent play at linebacker. Devin Bush coming off an ACL. Secondary lacks depth at corner, an all-world free safety at Minka Fitzpatrick. So what does it add up to? It adds up to Mike Tomlin having to do his best coaching job maybe since he's been there. Mm. As far as not just an X, from an X and O standpoint, but keeping people believing and keeping people pushing, keeping people playing the best they can possibly play given what they don't have 
at their disposal from a firepower standpoint. That's the hallmark. That's the definition of a great coach. Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame great coach. And they're not the most talented team going into this uh, these playoffs in the first round, obviously. They're going to go up against a juggernaut in Kansas City that whipped them pretty good the last time they were down there. Well, I shouldn't say pretty good. They thoroughly whipped them when they were down there last time. But the fact that he could get them here and keep them believing and wring out every last drop that, that their Hall of Fame quarterback has as he rides off into the sunset, that's a testament to Mike. That's a testament to the Steelers organization, the rest of the coaches on that staff. That's really what culture is, Max, is that. Is even when it's not all set up for us, we still find ways to be better more times than not. And that's because that's what we do, meaning that's what the Steelers do. You got to tip your cap to them, man. Mm. Uh, Lou, what did you make of the way that Raider Charger game ended bizarrely last night? You know, I, I think, you know, at first I, I was like everybody else. Key. I mean, I was like, "What, Brandon, what are you doing? They look like they're trying to just go ahead and they may kneel. They may just kneel down and just go ahead and take the tie and you guys both get into the playoffs. His thought process was, look, they're going to run it anyway. I know they're going to run the football. Let me see if I can stop them, get a better personnel grouping. This is what he said. Get a better defensive personnel grouping on the field and then stop them, make them have to attempt a more difficult field goal than the one that they ultimately attempted after Brandon, after Brandon, uh, I mean, Josh Jacobs, I keep saying Brandon Jacobs broke that long run. <laughs> I miss those Brandon Jacobs you know days, what? by you the know, way. No, I'm not thinking about the Giants. I'm not thinking about the Giants. <laughs> I was just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, but I think that's what he was thinking. Clearly, though, I mean, you heard what Coach Passaccia said after the game. When they called timeout, they thought that, look, they were going to run the ball regardless. But when they call timeout, I think they rethought themselves. Hey, you know what? Maybe we, you know, we can go ahead and bust this thing. We're going to go ahead and kick this field goal and try and win this game. We're not kneeling anything. We're not even attempting to kneel the football here. We're not even thinking about that. So I, I think that, that doesn't bother me so much in retrospect, thinking about it. What bothers you more is going for it on fourth down, backed up deep in your own territory. And, I get, I, look, I love Brandon Staley. I think, he's, I think he is a very, very good coach, a very forward-thinking coach, a guy who's got good expertise and good knowledge on both sides of the ball. But some of his aggressiveness, I could see where people start getting uncomfortable with it and really start saying, look, Brandon, you got to dial it back a little bit here. you got to play field position a little bit more here sometimes. you got to not always be willing to put everything on the arm and on the talent of, you know, of a quarterback right now, you know, especially when – if maybe you make some different decisions and you play the long game, so to speak, a little bit more. Maybe you're in it at the end to win it with that quarterback instead of basically hamstringing yourself to the point where now you're forced into making aggressive decisions late because you were so reckless. I don't want to say the word reckless, but you, because you were so aggressive. I'll early say on it for game. you, uh, Lou, reckless. I've never – you played yeah. in this league a long time. So did I. We both played college, big-time college football. I've never seen a coach backed up unless it was the end of the game, going yeah, forward on fourth and inches on his own 17-yard line. I ain't never seen <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, and then running it right up the gut. Like it's know, like high old, school football or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that you know what? Okay, let's let's just say if you were saying, all right, man, I get it, man. You want to go for it. You want to be brave. You want to be, you know, forward-thinking, whatever. Well, let's not run Austin Eckler right up the gut. Let's just try something a little bit more, maybe deceptive, maybe get, you know, 
maybe go ahead and get the quarterback involved in some kind of RPO. Just, just something that may increase your chances. I get it. I get it, man. And there's gonna be he's gonna be answering questions for a long time about this. Lewis Riddick, ESPN time. Monday Night Football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Lou, I gotta ask you: Watching the Colts game the other day against the Jags was just horrendous. It, it, it was painful. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Jags keeping the Colts out of the playoffs? I think what it, what it shows you, Jay, is, is look, we know who the haves and have-nots are in the NFL, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. We know over the course of a 17-game season who's going to win more games than not based on the talent level and, and, and the situation surrounding individual teams. We, we kind of know how that's going to play itself out when we watch the NFL. We also need to remember, too, though, that you know, we are dealing with human beings. We are dealing with human beings who sometimes just aren't having a good day. We're dealing with human beings who sometimes they can summon up some kind of performances, man, that catch you off guard, both individually and then as a team, and have you go, damn, why can't you do that all the time? That's the NFL. That's pro sports. That's whether it's basketball. I mean, you know this, whether it's basketball, football, whatever it is. People can sometimes summon up them performances on a one-off type basis. They may not be able to do it consistently over four months, but they can do it on a one-off basis. That's exactly what Jacksonville did to Indy yesterday. And Indy, although they're the better team, they didn't have their mind right. Clearly. They didn't have – it was not because all of a sudden Jonathan Taylor can't run, the offensive line can't block, the defense can't create turnovers, Darius Leonard isn't still one of the baddest MFers in the league. It's not because of that. It's because their mind wasn't right. And Jacksonville went in there thinking – you know what, we need to just play this out, man. I need to pack up my locker and get up out of here. We're about to get the number one pick overall again. We need to move towards 2022 to thinking, oh, these fools came down here not really wanting to play today. So we're just going to go ahead and stomp you then, and we're going to embarrass you and knock you out. That's how it goes in pro sports, man. When your mind isn't right, we all know that. Your mind's not right, lesser talented teams can go ahead and embarrass you, and that's exactly what happened to Indy. Lou? Lou, according to um, Adam Schefter, Matt Nagy is out in Chicago. And according to Courtney uh, Cronin, Mike Zimmer is out in Minnesota. The NFC North undergoing some changes, and that's even if Aaron Rodgers stays. What do you think of those two jobs? Which NFC North job is more attractive, do you think? I think people will say Chicago simply because look, there's going to be a lot of a lot of coaches want to work with Justin Fields. A lot of coaches are going to want to work with Darnell Mooney. A lot of coaches who will look at that franchise and consider what its history is as a blue blood, as you know, as a pillar organization. Although they haven't been winners really at, at a high level for a long time, and say, I want to work there. I want to work in that city. I'll work for that ownership group as long as. They restructure the front office to the degree where we're not saddled with a bunch of business people and people who are incompetent when it comes to football sitting here telling me what I need to do. And we have it structured right from the very top down. Mm. I mean, I, no question people look at, it, at that. People also look at the Minnesota Vikings as a good roster and a good situation overall as well, although the quarterback situation is going to be one where you're going to have to address at some point in time because Kirk is much closer to the end than he is to the beginning. All right, and men, and there be, there may be some coaches who say, you know what, yeah, he's a nice quarterback, but I just don't know if I can get over the hump with this guy. But that's going to be a premium job as well. Those are two premium openings, premium openings. With one having a little bit more question because 
they need more restructuring than just the coach in Chicago. In in Minnesota, you know, I don't know. Rick Spielman may still, you know, he'll, he'll probably stick around there. I think Nothing. he's someone who the Wilfs really still hold in high regard. I think he'll probably hold on to his job. I don't know. Thank you, Lewis. Always appreciate it. That's Lewis Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, real quick. Before we hit the break, Key, your thoughts on those two openings. What do you think is the more attractive spot? I honestly think it could be Minnesota. Minnesota's mm-hmm. got some pieces in place, both on the defense and the offensive side of the ball. They got young receiver, young quarterback, I mean, young running back. The link is still there, healthy. Uh, they got a young tight end. I, I, I like Minnesota. I think general manager Rick Spillman is, is, out, is out as well as Mike Zimmer. How about yeah, you, Jay? Chicago seems like it's more attractive because it's Chicago, the pop, the media. But I would agree with Keo, Minnesota. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, the pieces that they have there, you would think offensively they're probably the most talented team if Aaron Rodgers does leave in that division next year. And Kirk Cousins may not be the answer long-term, but he's good now. Yes. And well, you can move on, you can move on from Kirk Cousins yeah. if you choose to do so. Justin Fields, by the way, I think he's going to be the truth, but he's not there yet. But then again, that gives a coach some runway. Look, I got this quarterback. It's going to take some time. And, you know, anyway, much more on the breaking news this morning as Matt Nagy is out in Chicago. Mike Zimmer's done with the Vikings. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. According to Adam Schefter, Matt Nagy is out in Chicago. And according to Courtney Cronin, Mike Zimmer is out in Minnesota. Which NFC North job is more attractive, do you think? I think people will say Chicago's. A lot of coaches want to work with Justin Fields. A lot of coaches who will look at that franchise and say, I want to work there. I want to work in that city. The news is breaking so fast right now. You heard it right there. Not only did the Vikings fire head coach Mike Zimmer and GM Rick Spielman, according to ESPN's Courtney Cronin, and the Bears have fired head coach Matt Nagy, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. But then just now, from Adam Schefter, like since you listened to that sports center just now, Brian Flores is out as the Dolphins head coach. What? Key, you see that one coming? I did and didn't, I guess. I could go back and forth with that one, right? I felt like he could get it earlier in the season, but then they got on a nice seven-game run. They got kind of hot. So I was like, oh, okay, well, then he's doing all this with his nice defense and a subpar quarterback. If he get a quarterback in there, then maybe, you know, he could survive it. it. I don't like that. I don't like that for the Dolphins. I think that's a. I think that is going to be a crucial and critical mistake on their part. 
The defense just scored a million points on the I, I don't, I don't last know. eight of nine, too. I mean, they got beat up by the Titans, but other than that, I mean, everything else has shown That's improvement. That's what I said. They was rolling. They was doing a good job. but Slow starts, though, man. Like, too often with yeah, the like Dolphins. Yeah, but I'm messing around. But I'm me- you, got me, you got me messing around with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa, yeah. Tagovailoa. You got me messing around with subpar quarterback play. I don't think Tagovailoa is subpar anymore. But they started winning when he wasn't subpar. Yeah, you're still not willing. Are you are you willing to say? I mean, I, I think Tua played great down the stretch. But are you willing to a, say, hey, he's our quarterback of the future for the next 15 years right now? I can't say for 15 years. I can say okay. there's a chance that he develops into a I really agree. good a quarterback. Chance, but I don't have but, time to wait for a chance. Yeah, but but down the stretch, like he played, he played, he played like well. a good, so, accurate, yes. like yeah, you would say, sub, solid and sound subpar. football. That's okay. Uh, by the way, I'm ready just, for this? I'm since shocked, we've been sitting man. here, guys, since we've been sitting here. Per Adam Schefter, Ryan Pace out with the Bears. Well, I knew that. I knew if Matt Nagy was going to be going, sure, Ryan Pace would be going too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. okay. Those, those are fine. I don't like the Dolphins' move. I don't like it. The bad, bad move on their part. I agree. I think the Dolphins. I think Flores is a little bit victimized by circumstances. Remember, a couple years ago, we were asking, "Is this the worst team in NFL history?" They quit on coach, but they wound up winning six, seven, eight, whatever it was, games that season. <laughs> And then this year, the NFL, they came on like slow start. But again, they were Crazy. breaking in a rookie quarterback coming off a catastrophic injury. It was touch and go as a, his rookie season, sophomore season better. You know what's so crazy about this? I would be surprised right now, though, in all honesty, if Joe Judge get it. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I, he, he, and I'm willing to say he's probably going to get it. So Joe Judge is up next, right? He got to be. Gotta if you fire these dudes. He's got to be. Got to be up next. Zimmer, by the way, I wonder how much. But you got to get Zim. Is too, he's been there too he's long. Very but long I wonder. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like, wonder how much this has to do with their projecting. Maybe Rodgers not going to be in the division going forward. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. Zimmer's defense seems to bother Rodgers more than anyone else in that division. No, they probably just. It, the expectations every single year. You got to think about it, man. They keep doubling down on Kirk Cousins. They done gave short. Kirk Cousins about five hundred million dollars to come up short. <laughs> He's making thirty-five million. The richest man so in the world. Like, they keep, and so he look. He'll get hired. Now I'm hiring Mike Zimmer. If I'm the if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm interviewing him immediately. Um, immediately, him and Rick Spillman. Adam Schefter, we're hoping to have on before the end of the show. But the college football national championship game is tonight. Going to get to that in one second. I wonder which job, if Joe Judge is bounced, is most desirable. The Giants, who have the number one major market really in the world, New York, with some talent on the team and low expectations, Miami, uh, a warm weather, glamour destination that, that also has some talent on the team. The Bears, which is an old-school, glamour football franchise with a young, ascending quarterback, or the Vikings, which other than quarterback, which is solid, have a talented roster. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. So, anyway, um, the man who will be on the call right here on ESPN Radio on the national, on the college football national championship game is uh, Todd Black, uh, Blackledge. And Blackledge joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, guys. Morning. So we want to hear. We want you to hear what Dan Mullen had to say about why Georgia has struggled against Bama earlier today, right here on this show. Um, 
Take a listen to uh, former Florida head coach Dan Mullen. Tell us what you think. You watch them, they've changed their personality when they're playing Alabama. You you go to the first game this year in the SEC championship game. You know, Georgia's based as a power running team. Their success comes from starting from running the ball between the tackles, being a power running team. When they do that, then they get to get their other athletes involved. Stetson Bennett can, can manage the game, distribute the ball to people, make a run here or there to keep them going. Uh, but, you know, what, what, what you've seen is the last couple times they played them in championship games, they get away from that and they start thinking, okay, we have to score with Alabama. And, and they're taking shots down the field and they're turning to a pass-first team. A couple years ago, you get into they're faking a punt from midfield. And th- those are type of things that you don't see from them regularly. Your thoughts, Todd? Well, I think he makes a lot of good points. I, I do think in watching that SEC championship game, I thought that that Georgia maybe got away from trying to run the football uh, too much. Um, I think both of these teams, even though Bryce Young was a Heisman Trophy winner uh, and Alabama has changed offensively over the last couple of years based on the quarterbacks and wide receivers they had, both these teams still want to establish the run and realize in games of this magnitude, games are won or lost at the line of scrimmage. So uh, I think Dan's right about that with Georgia. Uh, and I think for them – to have a chance to win tonight, they're going to have to run it better than they did the last time. They only had 109 yards uh, rushing. I don't think their wide receivers are of the same caliber as Alabama's. I think their best receiver is their tight end, Brock Bowers, and their running back, James Cook, coming out of the backfield. And, and those guys are most effective if you are running the football and utilizing play action and working off of that. So uh, I think he's right about that. But ultimately, uh, you know, Georgia did not play as well defensively when they played these guys the last time, and that's, you know, what they hung their hat on all season. And for that to be different tonight, that, that defensive front seven has to control the football game. What's the biggest thing that Alabama and Nick Saban will have to do to to win this football game? I think they're going to have to protect their quarterback. I think that's the number one thing. And, you know, this is a it, – it's interesting because – Alabama gave up 37 sacks this year, which is one of the worst in the country. I mean, they were ranked 105th in the country at protecting a quarterback who was the Heisman Trophy winner. Now, Bryce Young still threw, you know, only five interceptions and 44 touchdowns or 46 touchdowns, so still made great decisions. He has some elusiveness to get away from pressure. But the only game that he did not get sacked in the whole season was the Georgia game in the SEC championship game. And again, that's, you know, Georgia had, had kind of pressured everybody. Uh, you hear both of these coaches, they're cut from the same cloth, talk about affecting the quarterback. Georgia did not affect the quarterback when they played in December. And for them to win tonight, they have to affect the quarterback. And, and Alabama has to protect the quarterback. That's Todd Blackledge, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Todd. Appreciate it. On the Goodyear Hotline, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coverage begins at tonight at 7 Eastern with Todd and Sean McDonough, we will, uh, they will have the call. To recap, by the way, guys, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are out in Chicago. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman out in Minnesota. Brian Flores out in what? Miami. Let me tell you something. What? Chicago should take a hard look at Brian Flores. According to Jeff Darlington, the Cowboys will keep GM Chris Greer. We'll continue to follow the very – sorry, I said, I said, did I say the Cowboys? The Dolphins, obviously, will keep GM, Chris Greer. 
We'll continue to follow the very latest next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. We have breaking news. Matt Nagy's out in Chicago. Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman out in Minnesota. The Miami Dolphins have fired Brian Flores. The Chicago Bears have just fired their general manager, Ryan Pace. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. According to Adam Schefter, Matt Nagy is out in Chicago. And according to yep. Courtney Cronin, Mike Zimmer is out in Minnesota. Which NFC North job is more attractive, do you think? I think people will say Chicago's. A lot of coaches want to work with Justin Fields. A lot of coaches who will look at that franchise and say, I want to work there. I want to work in that city. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear Hotline. So Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace are out in Chicago. Unsurprising, the GM goes with the coach. Goodbye. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman out in Minnesota, right? Why is it that Brian Flores is out, but according to Jeff Darlington, the Dolphins will keep GM Chris Greer. When you think about Brian Flores, he had a, not a great roster and – Talk about, like, the Giants want to pat themselves on the back. Oh, Joe Judge. Oh, these guys haven't quit. Talk about a roster that doesn't quit. This coach got a team buried with no chance for the playoffs to play so hard down the stretch consecutive seasons. Guys, he beat Bill Belichick. What's the job in the AFC East? Beat Bill Belichick. He beat him three times. Yeah, I, He beat Bill Belichick three lost. times. I don't get it. I'm disappointed in Chris Greer. I'm disappointed in – um the Dolphins as a whole, I just I, – I have no – Stephen Ross, the owner, I have no uh, – I have no words for it. Like, why did you not, – not him, not right now. 
See, this smells like <clears throat> the blame game to me. No doubt. That's what it smells like. Ah, well, you know, I tried to get him to do some stuff. He, it smells that way to me. But that's what I'm saying, though, Key, getting somebody to try to do some stuff. The man finished winning his last eight of nine games. Like, that, that's the thing that blows my mind. Down oh. the stretch, how they look. Eight of and nine what, games after being buried with no shot. By the way, same thing happened last year after being buried. They came on strong. And again, you're in the AFC East. Your job, get by the Pats. Three times he beat them. Yeah, the smell game is, the smell game, Jay, is either the general manager. Somebody got to go. Blamed him, blah, blah, blah. Or they went to him and said, we want you to, to change some stuff on your staff. And he's like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. And they was like, well, we're going to fire you. By the way. He's going to get a job. He? He's going to be a candidate. As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as he's available to start interviewing, he's going to wind up being one of the top candidates available. He's from this area. He's from New York. Fire Joe Judge. Hurry up and go grab this guy right now. They got talent on the Giants I roster. I wonder if they would do that. They got talent I would on the do roster. That. I'd do it. Yeah, I'd yeah. do it. But they, may yeah. not want, but they may not want to do it again. And you bringing in a Belichick guy again? You just fell with one Belichick guy? Yeah, you, but he he rolls so differently than how Joe Judge has. No, I thus get far. it, but I'm just saying so differently. I'm just saying how the people would look at it and say, "Well, you or fired." Or how the media would frame it? Yeah, the media would frame yeah. it. You know, you know what Brian Flores is lifetime against uh, Bill Belichick, four and two, wow. lifetime. Yeah, that is according to ESPN stats and info. Including the playoffs, he has the best record of any coach against the Belichick era Patriots since 2000. And this whole he's probably got so the far. best against all of his assistants that was his former assistants as well, right? It's got to be a couple of them. One one game here, one game there. It's interesting. After like the Bears need to go in a new direction, we all saw that coming. Minnesota Zimmer maybe it gets stale. He's been there for a long time. Miami. If anything, that's promising. You win seven of your last eight games? Miami with a quarterback change is a good spot. If they can get Deshaun or they can get Aaron Rodgers or something like that, that's a good spot, a man. Spot. Maybe that's what, I ain't even talking about the weather. Hey, Key, the maybe, no that's, maybe that's part of what it <laughs> Mike was. Mike Cannonball. Sheer talent. Maybe that's part of what it was. Maybe there was some kind of a disagreement about Tua's ceiling or about the idea it of bringing been, Deshaun in and whether that's advisable or not. It, it Put it this way. We'll – We'll know sooner rather than later yeah. what it was. Exactly. I'm just dis- I'm disappointed. I really am. On top wow, of that, that's crazy. I did not see that one coming at all. Now what we got? We got two African American coaches in the uh two minorities in the in the league. Boy, no, Mike we got Tom- two two African we got Mike Tomlin. Caldwell. I mean no, uh, Caldwell. Cully, Cully, Cully. David Cully, that's two. By the way, Mike Tomlin's lucky that he's never had a losing season as once a Mike su- won a Tomlin, Super Bowl. David Cully, who else? Huh? Well, I'm talking about African Americans. I'm um, minority. We could throw Robert Sala in there yeah. and Ron Rivera. In there yeah, if you yeah, want, yeah. You yeah, want to play that game? You mean African American? Yeah. If you because want to play the, the league is game. the league is more than half African American, and yet out of 32 head coaching positions, you have two, two African American head coaches. That's interesting. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> You That's better never have a losing season. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. But I won seven out of my last eight games. I, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, Time for you to go. Let me, let me consult the chart. Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to go. It's unbelievable. Well, they say, wow. you know, he'll get a shot. Yeah, he's key. He, per if sources. Brian, if you were Brian Flores, he, yeah. where would you want to go? What would be the best? Would Man, to be Chicago? honest with you, not because we're on in New York. Come home. Man, it, 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 I ain't even talking about that. The Giants, that might be a good one. Yeah, because it's a weak, it's a weaker division. 
you know, the quarterback spots, you still got to figure that out because I don't this dude, I don't know what. What's up Adam Schefter him. says that Flores is now expected to be a prime coaching uh, candidate yes. to get uh, consideration elsewhere during this next hiring cycle. But the cycle number one spot that I sources. would go to out of all the spots, mm. the Denver Broncos. Mm. Why? They got a defense. They got talent like a mug on both sides of the ball. Might get Aaron Rodgers. Could and happen. you might yeah. – convince Aaron Rodgers to come and run the offense the way he want to run it, mm. and you get to pick your offensive coordinator, Aaron, who do you want? He's but a player's coach, too. How could he pass on the Giants when they have Quentin Nelson and Justin Herbert and Mike, Mika Fitzpatrick and uh, what I say, uh, uh, Parsons, Micah Parsons? Michael Parsons uh, with the Cowboys. No, he's being yeah, sarcastic. I'm all the guys they passed oh, on. The oh, these are all the guys they. These are all the guys oh. they passed on. You know, Max and his corny jokes sometimes go over my head. I don't worry, I got it. But think about it, no problems. Denver Broncos. And I'll tell Aaron Rodgers, you can pick your offensive coordinator. You pick him. You pick him. If, I mean, well, that would come down to if Denver believed that Brian Flores is a draw for Aaron Rodgers, right? Well, we're going to make it a draw. I mean, this is a – If I'm Brian the, Flores, I'm, I'm going to Aaron Rodgers on the sly, and we're going to have a we communication. We asked on first take – at the beginning of the season before last, this last one, is this the? I want to say we actually asked this as a question: Is this the worst franchise or worst team in NFL history? Something like that. And it was like maybe when you have people asking those questions beginning of last season for the Dolphins, oh. when when you have people asking those questions and you're losing every game and that team doesn't quit and they come roaring back to almost challenge for the division, right? Like that is about the head. Coach, and they did it again this year. Well, why were in that bad situation in the first place? Oh, is Adam Schefter ready? Hey, Shefty, in like the next minute, can you recap everything as well as you can that just happened? Well, it's been a wild hour, and we knew that some of this would be coming, and we knew that there would be surprises. But I think what happened in the last hour was really a bit jarring, to be perfectly frank. The not surprises. Chicago, Minnesota, both organizations made sweeping changes, clean sweeps, fired everybody. Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace in Chicago, out. Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman in Minnesota, out. The surprise came this morning in Miami, where the Dolphins let go of Brian Flores, a head coach who I would think is going to get immediate consideration for another head coaching job. That was one that a lot of people didn't see coming this morning. So we already now have Vegas, Jacksonville, Denver, Chicago, Minnesota, Miami. That's six. Six. And we are the morning after the end of a crazy regular season. And there will be more. Uh, we are, I don't believe, at the end. But, yeah. we, again, that, that was quite a little hour here where NFL teams began to remake and reshape their franchises, Max. It sure was. Thanks a million for jumping on. <laughs> With everything breaking, you're the busiest man in the world right now. Appreciate it. Adam Schefter. We are back tomorrow. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Don't go anywhere. Greeny coming up right now. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. 
with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.